This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. We are controlling transmission. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limit frequency. Good evening, my name is Ricardo, and this is the Outer Limit Frequency. Pink Floyd are one of the most legendary rock bands of all time, so much so that even pointing this fact out is basically redundant at this point. For decades, the pioneering group from London have been considered by millions to be the absolute pinnacle of progressive rock. And as a diehard prog rock nerd myself, it's kind of hard to argue against this point of view. But what I think makes their music so enduring is how it's appealed to and influenced artists across multiple genres and generations. On tonight's show, I'll be looking at the influence of Pink Floyd through the lens of a handful of different cover versions of the band's best songs. It's going to be a bumpy ride, so strap in tight, be careful with that axe, Eugene, and set the controls for the heart of the sun. Les Claypool of Primus fame has spent 30 years repping his love of experimental rock and classic prog through his numerous bands, and this fancy of his seemingly came to a head with the release of the Lyman Limpid Green EP as part of his Claypool Lennon Delirium project with Sean Lennon. This was a tight set of four cover songs, originally from prog rock pioneers of the 60s, and the opening track was a very faithful cover of Pink Floyd's Astronomy Domine, from their debut album, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. This is extremely appropriate considering the EP's title was taken from the pure nonsense that is the song's lyrics. The EP also contains covers of The Who, Flower Traveling Band and King Crimson. Hey, that gives me an idea for another episode. But first, Astronomy Domine by Claypool Lennon Delirium.
when I saw Roger Waters in concert, his performance of one particular song stood out above the rest. Set the controls for the Heart of the Sun from 1968's Saucer Full of Secrets absolutely stole the show that night for me. There was something about this incredibly powerful song being performed in this huge stadium, with the band silhouetted against an enormous projection of the surface of the sun itself that left a mark on me. It was unforgettable, and at the time I thought it would never be topped. But then a few years later I witnessed Georgia sludge metalist Kylesa perform the exact same song, sans million dollar production effects, in a low ceiling underground bar, and it was even better. And fortunately they have gone on to record a studio version, released on their 2012 B-side album From the Vaults Volume 1. Kylesa really understands the ominous, cosmic terror of the track, building the piece to an explosive climax that the original chose not to pursue. It's always a bold choice to tinker too much with the architecture of a classic song, and I applaud them for the direction they took with it. Thanks, Kyleza. My hearing hasn't been the same since.
Okay, this one is going to get me into trouble. If you've only ever heard one Pink Floyd song in your life, chances are that it was Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. Now, considering how famous this song is, I find it a little curious that there is not much in the way of covers of it by well-known artists. Except for this one version by Korn. Now, hear me out on this one. When it was released on the New Metal Titans Greatest Hits album in 2004, it was widely disliked, but that was par for the course for Korn at the time. But I low-key kind of love the sheer audacity of it. Korn get bonus points for covering the entire Another Brick in the Wall saga in one go. That's parts 1 through 3 and the companion piece Goodbye Cruel World. You can knock their decision to cover this particular song and or artist. You can dislike how their version sounds, but you can't question their dedication to the bit. Corn go all in on a seven minute supercut of one of Rock's most sacred cows, and I might be in the minority, but I think they did a really decent job. Daddy's flown across the ocean. Leaving just a memory A snapshot in the family album Daddy, what else did you leave for me?
For many fans, Pink Floyd stopped being legitimately Pink Floyd after the departure of Roger Waters in 1985. And as little as I want to sit here and tell those fans they're flat out wrong, they're definitely missing out on two extremely solid records in A Momentary Lapse of Reason and The Division Bell. They're really good, just not the same as the older stuff, which appears to be the crux of the issue. Apparently, symphonic metal maestro is Nightwish agree with me, as evidenced by their cover of High Hopes, the moving closing track from The Division Bell. In fact, they liked it so much, they pretty much named their greatest hits album after it, Highest Hopes. Nightwish manages to keep up with the drama of the original, perhaps even surpassing it, because high drama and high hopes is certainly Nightwish's forte. This was called High Hopes.
unencumbered forever by desire and ambition. This hunger still unsatisfied. Our weary eyes still straight to the horizon, though down this road we've been so many times. The grass was green. Echoes is possibly the greatest Pink Floyd song of all time, but at well over 20 minutes long, who in their right mind would ever cover it? Enter Mexican guitar duo Rodrigo y Gabriela. In a moment of inspired madness, they decided that the entire B-side of their Metevolution album should be dedicated to Echoes. I have no doubt that Rodrigo y Gabriela faced their fair share of challenges with the arrangement, given that there's only two of them and they perform exclusively on acoustic guitars, 
but the end result is absolutely stunning. And 19 minutes long. You see, this is what happens when Sam leaves me in charge. Just be glad I'm not playing the 37 minute version by Crippled Black Phoenix. Maybe next time.
I don't think it's fair that the vast majority of Pink Floyd covers tend to come from their 70s so-called golden era, especially when there are so many of their tracks that fall outside that time period that are in need of so much love. Candy in a Current Bun was recorded in 1967 as the B-side to Pink Floyd's very first single, Arnold Lane. It's a silly, messy piece of proto-space rock, so who better than prog rock space cadets Mars Volta to make it even messier and potentially even sillier. This version was included as a bonus track to their intense 2008 album, The Bedlam and Goliath, as a sort of palate cleanser to finish off with. And after nearly 20 minutes of acoustic prog, I think I'll use it as a palate cleanser to finish with too. Thank you, thank you, thank you as always for tuning in to The Outer Limit Frequency. As I'm sure you know, but definitely could be reminded of, many of our episodes are available on Spotify. Just search up The Outer Limit Frequency, you'll find plenty there to enjoy. And tune in next week as I look at the most curious of genre crossovers, the very tenuous relationship between rap and rock. We'll see you then. And we'll leave you with Goodbye Blue Sky by Moss Generator. From The Wall Redux, an all-star tribute to The Wall.
shelter with the promise of a brave new world in front beneath the clear blue sky. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.